that. We've got warm fuzzies. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I didn't know Chris was in here. Never mind. He's in. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I I can leave yeah. if you guys. You guys got something to work out. <laughs> now we got a podcast to work it out in. Welcome to the In the Game Room podcast, episode number fifty-eight. This is Alan, and I am here as usual with Chris. Hello. And uh, Michael is here as well. Glad to be here. And we have a special guest all the way from Warlord Games USA in Phoenix-ish, Arizona. Emiliano Morado is here. Yay. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. It's, it's, it was a pleasure the first time, but nobody got to hear it because of my failure on this end. So we'll just <laughs> we'll try to recreate the magic. Well, I had fun. That's all that matters. Yeah, that, that's all that we, yeah. we we all had fun. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I thought we had a good time. Screw the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you reached oh, three man. listeners with that episode. That was pretty good. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That's an all-time high. Hey, four, four if you include myself, and I and I was entertained. So there you go. So I agree. I know. I spent lots of time. So you guys the, listen to what? A lot of podcasts. Oh you yeah. Listen a lot of podcasts. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Snafu all the time. Uh oh, I was gonna mention later on Juggernaut. If if anybody out there doesn't listen to the Juggernaut podcast and they play bolt action, you're doing it wrong. You gotta listen to these guys. They are hilarious. They're awesome. Juggernaut. Juggernaut podcast. Yeah, I think they're in Eng they're in Scotland or England. One of one yeah. of those one of those colonies over there. Um, but, but they used but, to be forty cares. Yeah, and they're well, just yeah, like all like all bolt action players, they used to be forty cares. But they're just hilarious, and they're complete potty mouths. So if you're offended by yep. that, um, well, first of all, you don't need to be here, but you definitely don't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very very um, explicit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and and they have they have words they use over there that are okay-ish that some people over here have a problem with. Yep, and constantly calling each other the c word. So there you go. But <laughs> cool. If you, if you, can, you mean cool? Yeah, they're calling each other cool. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means in in the British English. Yeah, cool guy. <laughs> so, anywho, there's a lot going on since the entire world shut down six months ago or whatever it was. What's going on with Warlord? Oh my gosh! Well. I'll start off by saying that uh, I'm very fortunate to still be working right now. Yeah. Uh, Warlord kept us working the whole time. There was a few people in the UK that were on furlough. So uh, I think our last conversation, uh, we hadn't gone through a whole bunch of stuff yet. But we shut down uh, for a period. There was probably about three people working in the warehouse at one time, which was kind of crazy. We backed up. Uh, our whole warehouse crew, once they came back on, for at least a month, at least a month, with just uh, thousands of orders, small orders, large orders, trade orders, online orders, you name it. Right. Uh, but we are going to be moving soon. Uh, it looks like they've secured a spot in Nottingham. Uh, so we should be fully operational in the new location in October. Uh, what they're going to be doing is setting up shop in the new place, but still operating out of the old offices so okay. that the transition is seamless or as seamless as possible. Right, right. 
but you know everyone's still working uh we're trying to get new releases out uh we have put out quite a few uh even though they're small like terrors of the deep for black seas uh bolt action we put out the battlefield debris yeah. plus stalingrad yeah. uh right when we got shut down yeah uh, and then victory it sees coming out so we've been busy with that yeah i heard that's and coming of course, I heard, heard that's coming in march is that right victory at sea <laughs> yeah 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 march 2020 <laughs> the original date was like april 18th i yeah. have it ingrained in my mind because <laughs> but it's finally I here mean, though it is it is uh it's been shipping out we started shipping out uh some of the export everything but the u.s and, and uk i think last week this week we started shipping out u.s orders and uh, some other orders that we you guys can have them in shop by Friday. Nice. So we're very excited. We had put out, I think, over 300 um, uh, demo copies just here in the U.S. of Victory at Sea. Lots and lots of products sold. But our biggest thing is making sure that we're playing it. You know, we want to be able to, to talk about it with you guys. Uh, I know next week or two weeks from now would have been uh, our, our show in L.A. for Strategic Con. Yeah. Man, yeah, it would have been nice to have there. But we will have, I think, Strategicon might be doing something online. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did last time. They, yeah, I think, I think they're going to, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to get something going there. Maybe we can showcase the victory at sea. But, man, it, it's been a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And I know, well, you're a great customer of ours. So, you know how hard it's been to get product and really service the community. Uh, so I'm glad you had me on this show. You know, I, I want to say thank you to the guys out there who continue to to support us. You know, we know there's tons of games out there that they could be playing, but they chose ours. So right, we right. want to thank them for that. And really, you guys doing all the podcasts, you've been, I'm looking right here at the Juggernaut Wargaming. They haven't stopped putting it out. You guys haven't stopped putting it out. Snafu. It, it's wonderful. I really do appreciate all the love that's out there. And the painting. Oh, <laughs> man! Have you guys been painting a lot? I have been. I've been. Uh, I've been painting my. Uh, the ongoing project is my winter Germans, and uh, I'm loving them. All metal? Uh no. I, I started with the uh, with the Warlord uh, winter German plastic box, and then you know the support guys, the HQ guys, and then some metal guys from another company that I'm going to talk about in a minute after. But I'm not going to interrupt Warlord with that nonsense. No, no. But it's most <laughs> my 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 Winter German army is mostly Warlord. I can say that with honesty. That's nice. You yeah. know, in the future, uh, I think November they're putting out a German here Winter Starter army. Yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah. Uh, we're excited for that one too. Yeah, that'll be cool. How long have you been working on that army? Oh, it's been a couple of months. I I do them like five guys at a time and just keep adding to it. And then I and then I found this other manufacturer, so I started buying their stuff, and adding more to it. I'm just I want a lot of variety in my army, so it's uh, mm -hmm. it's just an ongoing project. Now I'm adding vehicles. I just but all of that's coming up in hobby talk. Sure, sure, yeah, no awesome. problem. Yeah, so so you've got uh, so you've got victory at sea on the way. Um, is there anything else? Got demo boxes of that, or they've already gone out? They went out before the before the world ended. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, they've gotten out. Yeah, I got my demo box like in March. Yeah, but we we've had some changes here in the U.S. Uh, recently, we had a guy uh, take another job at different companies, so we are making a transition. Uh, good friend of mine, Billy. Oh, Billy's but, gone. Oh, bummer. Yeah, Billy's gone. But Tom will be taking over. Tom works in the U.K. right now. Uh, he opened accounts for us, but he'll be moving into that position. But where did you uh, say you were you were moving to, Emiliano? I'm not moving. I'm not moving at all. Uh, oh, oh, one of our guys, Billy. Well, and the, and the main company, the main company in, in Nottingham is moving yeah. to a new location. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's in Nottingham. You can't, you can't get out of Nottingham if you're in this business. <laughs> really? Is that like the industrial hub? And, uh, it's everybody's there. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very incestuous. Everybody's on the same street. They just, they know each other. Yeah, they just share. They just share employees. They share employees. They share warehouses. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. To get some economies of scale out of that. I guess so. You know what? I love Nottingham. I absolutely love loved it over there. The one time I got to go, uh, I think the whole ambient there is just set up differently. It, it's a college town to start out with. It has two universities there, okay. uh, so everybody's walking. Everyone's out just in the center of town and they have bars like it seems every other business <laughs> it'll be a, a restaurant a pub yeah, there's uh, a, pub a store shop every, a, pub. a pub for every five yeah. people or something yeah <laughs> but those guys are definitely crazy about miniature wargaming it is man everyone knows who games workshop is everyone knows who warlord games is it's just nice it is it's nice to to be a part of that community when you go over there they treat you, man, they treat you fantastic. When you're part of the Warlord team, it doesn't matter what you look like, where you're from, you're part of the Warlord family. So I love well, that's it. That's really good for you about the what you look like part. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, I've done keto. I started keto during this pandemic, so I've lost about 30 pounds. Oh, nice. I don't want it back, though. <laughs> I'm trying to get down to around 170. Wow. Uh, Ride a bike over to Tennessee. <laughs> no. Go to the new lake you got in the backyard there. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're welcome. You don't have to come on a bike. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I do want to go to the beach, so I miss the beach. I know you guys are out there in California. I, I miss it. I don't know. Have you guys been able to go out there at all in California? Uh, I have not. I haven't gone. I've been, I've tried to go more often than I've gone. Uh, sometimes it's just too crowded right now to like go out there. But uh, there's some parts, some beaches that are just beautiful and you know, there's actually space on there to walk around and it's nice to go pretend like uh, we don't have to avoid people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was my next question. I, hear I that, didn't hear I, that. I hear that Huntington Beach is just a zoo. I think it was before. <laughs> so is there anything else new coming from from Warlord? I mean, we hear 
I hear people online mumbling about, you know, new editions of different rule books and stuff. Have you, is there anything you've heard or anything you can talk about uh, specifically? Absolutely. SPQR and I think some others. So while it's not on my master file product release sales plan that I'm looking at right now, I can tell you the SPQR is going to be receiving a second book. Uh, lots of the rules changes that were updated in the FAQ and the erratas uh, have been included in the book. They cleaned it up and really just made it better. So we will be releasing that in October. Oh, cool. Uh, I think we're waiting on some of the cards to be printed out. They uh, done all the books and we're waiting on the additional cards some of the cards for you guys out there playing spqr some of the stats on the cards have changed so we'll be able to get those out to you so everyone's working with the same rules uh there's a, um, a store out there in uh san diego called addy's games he's got a big spqr uh, community they're looking you know they're looking to build up the communities uh, here in Arizona, I have a few new stores that are playing SPQR from Bolt Action, uh, getting into Black Powder. But there's a lot of people that are looking for SPQR books. Yeah. And it just happened to hit uh, that we, one, sold out of the book, two, the pandemic hit, and then we had to make changes to the book. So uh, I think that one was coming earlier, too. Uh, we should have been selling that one probably in August already. So, yeah, these delays. I've got a guy here, right here in Knoxville, that's building a SPQR army. I think he's got like a thousand dudes already. He's just insane in it. And that, that's so cool. Do you play? Do you play SPQR? I, I have. I have not yet. My my gaming time is so limited. But I but I've been doing I've been doing uh, bolt action lately. So that's that's uh, that's been good. Oh, that's nice. There's a lot of games I need to get into, but it's just it's just a time thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's been hard. Yeah. So, well, is there anything else you want to officially announce or talk about, or can can you say anything at all about uh, about uh, what the hell is it called now? Uh, firefight. Are you, you know what? Are you firefight. We have the. The Academy of Street Fighting is the one you're talking about, right? I'm talking about Firefight, the, the full-on book that's coming. I don't have information okay. on that. I, I can tell you. Uh, I wish I did. What we do have is uh, Academy of Street Fighting, the Ratten Creek, and it's set in Stalingrad, which I, okay. I think you downloaded. And that's and that's a bit like the uh, the Libyan taxi service type thing, right? It's, a, it's like a, a mini rule set in a scenario and everything all in one. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Correct. The actual firefight manual. I'm, I might be speaking a little out of school here, but I think the firefight manual is going to be like a, a proper, full, hardbound rule book. Um, yeah, maybe we'll leave that for another time. But I've been play testing it, so I'm just yeah. I'm just curious. For, for sure, you know what I'd like to see. I would love, and if anyone from Warlord is listening, if anyone that <clears throat> has some influence. I'd love to see smaller starter sets. You know, that's the biggest thing that people are asking me for, whether it's for black powder or skirmish rule set or bolt action. Well, you know, uh, let's say half the size of it. That's what I think this is. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the uh the Libyan Libyan desert 
taxi service or whatever it's called, that's exactly what that is. It's like you get five guys on one side, five guys on another side, a mini rule book, you know, some dice. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the price is going to be, but it looks to me like a 40 or $50 starter set, which I think is an amazing yep. idea to get people into the hobby. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a on the Snafu podcast. They were talking to uh, someone from Warlord about, you know, you get like six dudes on yeah. one side, six from another, and the firefight book, and like it's just like a, a a mini, like a you know, the first one's free, right? It's, you know, that kind of it's the taster. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, a little teaser. That would have been John Russell. Yeah, that's John. Yeah, John's John's fantastic. Yeah. I don't want to lie. But he's got so much information. You can ask him, hey, uh, hey, you got anything for me? And he's like, well, nothing today. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'll hear about, uh, well, like this. I never even heard about the Libyan taxi service. That sounds fantastic to me. I'll, Give it to me so uh, I can sell I'll, it. I'll, I'll, but... <laughs> email you the, I'll email you the document and you can see what the book's going to look like. Yeah, man, so many secrets over here. I can't, I can't, be, I can't believe I'm hooking up. you up with some Warlord stuff. <laughs> I can. I totally can. First one's free, Indiana. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's cool. tough. It's tough to keep up with all the new stuff that isn't listed anywhere, but yeah. you have to find through back channels. <laughs> Quite honestly, you guys offer everyone a service when you do these podcasts because oh, yeah. it's not like you guys are just... Uh, uh, deciding, oh yeah, let's talk about something that you know pertains to our hobby. Like this is important news. Yeah, this yeah. is what people want to listen to, and I like it. I absolutely like it. It means I got to brush up on my next one. Yeah, yeah. I need to talk to John more often. I'm winking at you, John. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't figure it out, we're gonna be talking a lot more. John likes it when you <laughs> wink at him. Oh yeah, he does. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it, man. Right. I love well, it. My um, guy from Oklahoma over there. Well, let's, uh, I think let's move on to, to hobby time if anybody's working on anything. I mean, I kind of already covered that I'm work, still working on the winter Germans. Um, I picked up a couple of uh, packs from offensive miniatures in the UK, probably also in Nottingham. Um, and they, they do some winter Germans that are really cool. And I added them in just for a little extra you know, different randomness, you know, so they don't all look the same. And uh, side note, uh, I liked them so much that I went in and bought the entire line for our store. So we do carry offensive miniatures now, and I highly recommend them. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, worked on some trucks for my Germans because um, I want to transport them up. Uh, Rubicon just came out with a whole bunch of new products for 285th scale World War II. I'm mean, not 285th. 28 millimeter World War II. So, sorry, um, that's that's coming oh, later. Man, I was like, that's, that's a crazy. Yeah. Uh, but they did a, they did a whole series of Panzer III kits. I think there's three different boxes you can buy, and out of those three kits, there's about 12 different total variants you can do, which is pretty much all of the Panzer wow. III's ever. And they're just amazing kits. Everything they come out with is better than the last. Um, they just keep getting better and better. But I built one of their Panzer 3L command tanks with a goofy antenna on the back. It looks really cool. So that's pretty much what, what I What does the L stand for? Can you have that it's, on upside down? Or... 
Yeah, uh, L. It's just the model number. They start with the A, the B, the C, and they just so it's it's a late war. Uh, well, for the Panzer III, it's late in the series for the three, and it's just the L model. Oh wow! What'd you say, Chris? I had missed it. Oh, I was just saying that Alan put the uh, antenna on upside down. But I sure did. We're not going to mention that. And then and then proudly posted it to the Rubicon Facebook page. Said, "Look what I did! Look what I made! It's beautiful!" And then and then Edwin, Mister Rubicon, comments and uh, says, "Oh, your antenna's on upside down." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, it was, it was ten seconds uh, later that post went up. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, that's about right. Edwin Chung, he's he is the guy. He is Mister Rubicon, and I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't need to be caught by you." <laughs> I've seen that name around. <laughs> yeah, so but it's all good. I turned it around, and it's fine. That's nice. I'm excited to see your army. I'm looking at that offensive manager's uh, page right now. The elite. Yeah, yeah, they they do some cool looks stuff. Good. Very very good. Yeah, we got I every like we got hope. everything they make except for the Napoleonic stuff because I don't I don't think that's I don't think my customers are much into that. But I mean, eventually we'll probably get there. But right now I just did the elite series and the. I think they call it near future series, just like police and SWAT teams and hostages and cool shit like that. Protesters, very, very uh, timely. Oh yeah. Somebody I know said he was going to buy a bunch of that stuff, and then he just didn't. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I bought a bunch of other stuff instead. But well, I'll, I'll get there. Don't worry. It's I'll all get there. It's all here. <laughs> it ain't going anywhere. I'm good. So what are you, what are you working on, Chris? Um, well, I you know the the lovely world and the state that it's in right now. I've I've put a lot of time into my backyard. We made a little oasis back there, but I just recently started putting together um, a table for from the Black Seas because I love that game. Nice. That game is crack for me i just i can't get enough of it um <laughs> i I've, got, I've probably got about 40 ships you don't even need that many but i just i love putting them together i love painting them i love looking at them on the table um you know I, at some point uh, gamecraft miniatures is going to place an order for all of the new funky sales and i'll get that so i can put the sales on all of them but um those, you know, we'll get those, there when we get those those aren't available to resellers. You might want to talk to Emiliano about that. Well, he keeps pushing me off to you. Okay. So nobody's got to figure this out. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll my, my supplier this. can't get it. His supplier can't get it. I don't understand. It's on the website. It's just sitting there waiting. Let's fucking click buy now then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey. Trying to support game. Yeah, okay. trying to support you over here. Okay, all right. Well, I can't get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, right no, now I... the online discount code is off. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry we'll, about we'll, that. We'll get, we'll get that back. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Uh, I I do I do really love the game. Um, the the scale is is easy for me to transport. Uh, like I said, I think the the models are gorgeous. They just and the game is is fun. I mean, I've got a, a you know a young son, 15 years old, and he picks it up in a heartbeat. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a fun game to play. It's you know it's it's in that era that I like. 
So I ultimately ended up buying a bunch of uh, buildings from Allen. Uh, what were those, three millimeter? Three millimeter, yeah, one six hundredth, yeah. So, you know, not not perfect, but they look really good. Like, the castings are beautiful. They're gorgeous. Um, and I've done some a little customizations to it. Um, you know, I was talking to Alan about, <clears throat> you know, how to make, like, a thatch roof or a tiled roof for it. So, you know, I've, I've been doing some customizations on that and uh, experimenting. Um, and so I'm essentially going to build uh, – I, I played a while ago. I played this video game called Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And uh, the Vincent Lombardi port that's in that game, it's just a it's just a beautiful looking port. So I'm going to try and recreate that uh, on a series of essentially ten by ten uh, plates, and and I'll just you know I'll have like three or four of them set up, and so I can kind of intermodule it and just build this beautiful thing that I can transport around to the next convention and. And uh, I'm, I'm just loving it. I think it's, it's like I said, it's a beautiful game. Uh, the, the models are gorgeous. Um, I, I just I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm, I, I've even talked to Alan that I want to start a podcast just specifically for Black Seas because I've yet to find one out there. Oh, yeah. Wow. That sounds like a plan. Is yeah, that, I, I'm, honestly, I, 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 I love watching people play Black Seas. The ships are beautiful. And I'm glad it's you and your son. I like your son. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Yeah. But no, it's it, it it is it is for me. It 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 gives me everything that I need because it can be a quick game. There's even the solo, like the the ghost ship missions that you guys have. Like I can play by myself. Um, yeah. So it's it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. And and I'm waiting to see when you guys are going to start putting new models up there. Um, some terrain. There's some stuff I got from you at the convention and. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I am a trumpeter for this game. I think it's a lot of fun. I still love my bolt action, um, but this this one's really caught my eye. Is there is there anything in the rules about uh, weapons on the shore, like you know, coastal defense cannons or anything like that? Yeah. Okay, so having a shoreline could be really not just look cool, but it could have a reason. Yeah, that... yeah I, it, and I was I was thinking like a little like a little mission, and I haven't gone through all of the scenarios in the book, but um, a little mission where you you could have a bigger opposing force, and the little force has got to try and like bring them in closer to get shot at from from the land, you know, and they're trying to I don't know, it, it just like I said, it just seems like a really fun game, and not to mention like I I want to put a lot of effort into making this table beautiful so that it can draw a lot of people in to play the game. Because I figure if I can get enough people to play the game, then, then Warlord will keep supporting it, and, and it'll keep my hobby fresh. There you go. There you go. I can tell you we will be supporting it. Uh, the reason they called it Black Sea is to, to link it up with Black Powder. Uh, something I, I can tell you guys is that in the future, we're going to be putting out uh, a game or a few games that link our miniature war games together. So Cruel Seas, Victory at Sea, Bolt Action, Blood Red Skies will have a board game out. And that board game determines which game you're playing, which campaign you're actually going to be using. Uh, it's a different way, really, to, to add to the randomness that is Warlord Games. Uh, same thing with Black Powder and Black Seas. You can incorporate the games together so that when there is a, a what's it called, disembarkation, uh, yeah. 
Right. Um, and when we ships, where are they going to fight? Just like what you were saying, right? You know, it's nice that they can shoot onto the ships from the shore, but what if the actual battle went onto the shore? So then you would play black powder. So those things are coming. Uh, there's been a lot of requests for that. And that is something that's exciting to me. But yes, absolutely. Uh, on your table, Chris, are you uh, using any fog, like uh, rain squall or anything like that for the uh, uh, like terrain and weather rules? Uh, I haven't. I haven't done anything yet. Uh, I am just trying to design what my table looks like first. Um, but you know, maybe I'll call you offline and we can kind of talk about that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. That seems, that seems interesting to me. You know, it's funny you talk about the the, the adding the different elements um i know the lead pursuit podcast which is your uh you guys have kind of teamed up with uh, those guys they're ex-military guys that do uh, blood red skies yep uh, and they um they're ta- they've, they've been doing some you know what is this going to look like to you know bring blood red skies into bolt action um and i just I, it's fun listening to them i I do not play Blood Red Skies. I think it's a neat game. I, you and I played it at the convention, Emiliano, and, and I and I do like it. Um, I've got enough things on my table right now, <laughs> but um, I like the idea of being able to, you know, we could start a sea battle and then move that onto land or or with you know with the cruel seas and, and move that and and whatever happens in the water or in the air can impact what's happening on the ground. Um, I like that element. I mean, that could be a multi-game, uh, you know, league or something where you're, you're playing many different games uh, and getting a taste of all of them. I, I just kind of like that. Yeah, I don't want to say it was my idea. I, I'm sure there's tons of people who've already tried this. Uh, I don't know how long Wargaming has been around, but Avalon Hill always comes to people's... Uh, to people's lips when they're talking about combining games and oh avalon hill avalon hill yeah. i i talk to people who've been in business for like 60 years you know uh they're, they're getting close to 80 years old but they've been doing this now since they're around 15 16 and that's what they always talk about and i love it because like on podcasts like this there's there's information you know and you don't get it just by uh talking to the guy you see at the store he doesn't know you know, it's like uh, our stories. You have to tap into the into the the veterans, the guys who have companies in this. I love this, man. I remember we were having beers at the uh, convention, and I can't remember exactly what the conversation was about, but there was an instant, uh, and I think everything just seemed to get quiet, and I was like, holy shit, like, these people are the ones I want to be around. Like, <laughs> I want to be around this group of guys. Seriously. It's just real nice, and I think me and Mike, we connected. And it's when it's that easy, when there is no struggle, or even if there is, it's fun. Uh, those are the people you stay in contact with for years. Like Chris sends me messages every once in a while. Uh, he works for a big company out there, but I know he's busy. And he still reaches out. He does a lot better than I do, I got to say. But <laughs> I love that, you know? So when you guys start to talk about the games that I sell and you love them, oh man, it's beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful conversation to have. It's a good feeling. I know Che's your rep, Alan, my brother Che. Yeah. But you know, you have your brothers working with you. You have your brothers in the podcast. 
and right. I have my brother work right, right. with me. So it's nice. It's a real good connection. And the fact that you guys are really, really tight always helps out too. But I would love to play Black Seas. If we can get something going, oh, I'm going to jump off topic here. Uh, I got a guy here in town. We're actually uh, trying to get a convention, a trade show going here in Phoenix uh, for next year. I know everything's going to be shut down for 2020, but uh, the invitation is there. We're going to do it big. I have a guy here in town, a couple guys here in town. Uh, but my guy, JJ, is really interested. He He's a mover and shaker. I got to say, he owns North Valley Games here in Phoenix, and he's become my home store. Um, so I go over there, we talk all the time. He brought in all the bolt action stuff. So, uh, we're trying to build it up here in Phoenix. Why not? I want to go to LA. Yeah, that's cool. I want to go to Vegas. Great. I want to go to Indianapolis, but I live here and Warlord Games is here. You need a, you need a convention there. The the last, last convention I went to in, in Arizona was down in, uh, what's the town with the T? Tucson. (laughs) Tucson and uh, yeah, it was oh, yeah. it was not Tucson. it was not our scene though. I mean, it was not it was not historical war games in any way. So you guys need it. Yeah. Well, what would you guys want to see? I know you guys would travel to Phoenix. What do you want to see at these conventions? Go just try to copy uh, Strategicon. Yeah, they got yeah, they, they do have, good. Have gaming a lot of I I love the interaction at Strategicon. Strategic Con. Everybody's like inviting and welcoming, and hey, try my game. You know, I mean, it's it's nice to have that kind of interaction with people and be able to play a game without the initial investment and say, okay, yeah, I like this game. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I, I like. I think that's that's huge. I think that's good for the community. I think it's good for the manufacturers. Um, but you sorry, think- Alan. Go. Uh, well, um, now I'm on the spot. Um, Open gaming, lots of <laughs> lots of lots of unorganized open gaming. There's a there's a lot of people, me included, that don't like signing up for stuff. Don't like you know that much structure. They just want to sit down at a table and play a game. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of just a big random open gaming area where people can just sit down and play whatever the hell they want. You know, grab a couple people. I like that. I don't. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the big sign up sheets and oh shit, I got to be here at one o'clock to start this, and then I get four o'clock, I got that, and you know, not a big fan of all that. Some people are, but that's not my. Yeah. Thing. No, I'm with you. Spontaneous. Yeah. Hey, this looks cool. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I like that. And that's the way we I'm do it. Kind of at strategic. Yeah. That's Victor what, Bug. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Emiliana, you get that set up, I'm in. And I'll, you know, if you need someone to run, you know, Black Seas, I'm, I'd am i be happy to do it. And obviously I'll want to play a couple of bolt action games, but, you know, whatever you Fantastic. need. Fantastic. I'll come out for it. I've got I've got family in town. Yeah. yeah, well, I know we're going to have vendor opportunities available, Ellen. Oh, nice. Uh, so if you want to come and work or you want to come and play, either way. I want to come and play. I got I would have come out as a vendor if I was still in California, but you blew it. Now now I'm on the other side of the country. <laughs> Bit of a hole now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I moved out here to be closer to the conventions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm trying to build up the scene here in Phoenix. Uh, it's tough right now. I know it's tough everywhere. A lot of my guys are saying, hey, how do we build stuff up? How do we get 
more people involved. Uh, we're coming out with the tournament scene that'll be active for the 2021 season. But I know certain states, different states have different rules, I should say. Uh, anywhere from like 50 people in a store to five people in a store. And it all depends on the space. But man, we have this tournament scene. And John Russell and his gang are putting it together. And we should be coming out with it in September. So uh, if I didn't mention it earlier, that's coming out. Yeah, that's cool. And we want to make sure you guys have that in, in place. Really, when you say, hey, I want to play some bolt action games, if we have these rules in place, we can set up a tournament at this convention and at the next strategic con. And that's what I want to do. There's a guy in uh, in California. If you guys don't know him, uh, you need to. His name's Jacob Shore. Really good guy. He goes and plays at all the local stores there. He pushes the games, but he's excited to run these events at strategic con. So we have a Gates of Antares tournament set up, Conflict 47, and action all three of them uh black seas we can add that in we can do cruel seas we can do anything you know uh it's really open for us they'll give us the space that we need and we are seeing a, a big upsurge there around the convention space in la and out towards like upland and riverside and up north sacramento area and, the, and uh, fresno bakersfield and these guys are wanting somewhere to play so i'm excited for this next show and I know, I know you guys are going to be there, so it'll be fun. I'll stay at the Hilton again. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> we were hoping for February, but even that's still kind of up in the air. But uh, yeah. we shall see. Um, getting a little bit back on track, Michael, are you working on any hobby stuff? Oh, he's doing uh, stupid Infinity stuff. I, oh, him. yeah, okay. Skipping Michael. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Tell us about your stupid infinity stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that have amazing models, by the way. Yes. <laughs> well, now that you've built it up like that. <laughs> yeah, come on, impress us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh working on um I'm working on a couple of things. Uh one was gonna be an entry for a contest, so I'm not gonna share too many public pictures. Uh, I'm not expecting to place. So I just want to do a contest because I think it'd be fun to paint something to completion and participate in that. Right. Uh, it's a Oyori um, Infinity tag. So it's just a. It's a cool model. Uh, it's got this big uh, machine gun. It's also got a sword. I'll send you guys a, a link to one that I'm not working on after the show. Okay. Uh, but I just started working on this white recipe that I was pretty excited about because um, it starts with this, uh, or I'm using Reaper Ash and Blue, but it's uh, like a Space Wolves Gray. Mm -hmm. uh, I should have a vote. I don't know what Space Wolves Gray looks like, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You know what Ash and Blue is? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a blue gray, and it makes a great white uh, shadow for white. It gives it a cool white um, appearance. Nice. Uh, and then I built up with my uh, airbrush over that with um, some white primer and some white ink on top of that. And I think it looks great. Um, the downside is now, like I've already painted half my army without using that method. So it looks good enough. I think I'm going to try and fix the rest of it. Kind of redo them. <laughs> yeah. Or, or this one's just different. <laughs> yeah. 
when we're done with this whole COVID thing, um, you and I are going to have to sit down. We're going to have to do some things. Some of your work is amazing. Yeah, this Michael guy is uh, quite a painter, that's for sure. Yeah, he's got a skill set. Yeah. And the pictures that you sent me of what you're working on, they look really good. But I won't, I won't share those with the world. Hey, how come I didn't get them, Michael? That's messed up, dude. He, he doesn't like you. But just, just so we're all on the same page, I'm the one that invites the guests on the podcast. <laughs> I'm the one. <laughs> yeah, and I got to say thank you to Alan for twisting your arm enough to let me on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll send it on over. Uh, send how, a picture how long that, have you been painting, Mike? How long have I been painting? Uh, I started yeah. when I was like 18. So that was three or, uh, three or four years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a, a long break, uh, but I've been painting seriously since 2013. Um, and like, I've had just a lot of, a lot of like aha moments over like, uh, just recently, like lately I was talking to someone about how to use oil paints, um, which guess those are, those are out there now. They have uh, guys like James Lapel that, um, or Wapple. Wapple, I, yeah. Yes. He, he's an extremely talented artist. And uh, you look at his work, you think he must be like, he, he makes some assumptions about his personality, but he streams some of his painting. And he's just a guy that loves painting. James Wapple? <laughs> and, is that what you said? Yeah. W A P P E L, yeah. I think. Yeah. He's, he's a really yeah, good he's painter. Awesome. And, uh, and, yeah. he, and he loves those oils. Yeah, he does. He does oils and acrylic liner paints, and he just does some stellar stuff with it. And it's so great to see. And he's just so his attitude is just so much like, yeah, just get in there and start doing it, and it's okay. And you might mess up, but you know, come on here, and he'll uh, he'll stream for hours and if you connect to that you can chat with him and he'll like answer questions and explain what he's doing and like just the modern the modern uh, happy accident guy yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh there's no like oh damn it i screwed up <laughs> when he thinks and there is when i do it <laughs> yeah, he, he does he does a thing at adepticon where there's a room just full of tables with painting stations and people come in and paint stuff and he just walks around and helps people and just it's kind of kind of a classroom situation but not really he's just he's just like this guy that buzzes around and you know taps on your shoulder and helps you with something and then moves on to the next one it's really kind of cool oh yeah man it's crazy how he does it with one brush i yeah. watch his uh cruel seas videos i watch a bunch of his videos but the cruel seas he does it all with one paintbrush so What's it that? inspired me to do with one paintbrush. Uh, Is that I the Italian shit? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's the Gabbiano. Oh, man. And, really, he's, and he, famously, really nice. he famously uses shitty brushes, too. He's like, he's not into real expensive brushes. Those are some of the best brushes that I've ever used. And, and I have a bunch of, like, sable brushes that I'll eventually switch to to do, like, lining. Um, but like if you're just base coating or if you're working on anything short of eyeballs, like it just makes so much sense to use those. And they're these uh, Hobby Lobby size eight craft brushes. Right. Uh, 
And if you want the link, I can put it in there. And it's ridiculous. There's like 12 of them for six bucks. Yeah, please do. And, and they, they last forever. And they're just, uh, I use a wet palette and I put paint on there. And if I don't thin it and I just dip that brush in the, the blob of paint and then wipe it onto the mini, I get this way smoother than using like a, a number two sable brush or anything like that. Right. right. Uh, it's just so freeing to be like, I can do whatever I want with this brush because if I hurt it, I've got 11 more in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can get like three, three or four of those bags before uh, I've hit the price of one of my good sable brushes. Wow. And and uh, the the video with the with, I forgot if it was a Corvette or not that Italian ship I'm not going to try and pronounce the name that you just did Emiliano because I won't do it justice but what he did in that making that ship come to life is just getting these blobs of uh, liner paints and uh, Reaper clear red and clear blue and gray and just wiping it on wiping it off and streaking it and he gets a sponge out and wipes off with that. And it just comes out with this amazing weathered ship. And he's just been dabbing away at it with uh, the size 8 brush. And those yeah. cool sea ships are not huge. Yeah. That definitely, uh, it, it comes out so perfect. And I know he's like, yeah, it's fine. But to <laughs> me, I'm, I'm watching it on this side and it's like, oh my gosh, how do I do that? So here I am trying it. I mean, I don't want to say I have a bunch of ships unpainted, but mm -hmm. I do. So <laughs> I don't look anything like that. Uh, I've done the AK Interactive weathering pencils. I like those. Those are fun. Yeah, those are cool. But those are just cool. watching him, like the light. I like the light sources that he brings in. It's crazy when they're holding a torch, when the miniature is holding a torch, or maybe it's shooting an arrow. Yeah, I mean, he makes it look like the fire's hitting their face. I love that. And when I'm painting, for some reason, I forget unless I'm watching a video about light. Like, Come on, Emiliano, wake up! <laughs> yeah, it's fun though. I love, I love the fact that you've been painting since you were 13. See, I'm trying to get my kids painting. They painted up during this. Uh, uh, we're talking about hobby time, right? Yeah. They painted up for me a black powder army. The Black Potter starter set for Waterloo, they painted that up. They painted up uh, SPQR, a Clash of Heroes starter set that I had sitting here. Um, they don't know it yet, but they're going to be starting on the Black Sea. <laughs> and I think I'm going to have to repaint my Boromites for Gates of Antares. i got to freshen them up. I painted them. Those are the first things I painted. But my kids have been doing more painting than I have. So your, so your, hobby, so your hobby time talk is about other people doing painting for you. <laughs> He's got great. Yeah. That's like 50% of our customers, you know. Your kids? 50% of our customers are out there paying someone else to paint their stuff. Yeah. I love Emiliano, it. Emiliano, have you, have you tried that Terrors of the Deep yet? The, uh, the I have not. That's gorgeous. I love those. I've got to get my hands on one of those. Oh, my gosh. I know a guy. That, that kid is and, beautiful. I think. Oh I, man, tell I, me about. I think it. I've got a couple on the way. Probably getting here Friday. I think if Che did his job. 
He absolutely did. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right though. The Terrors of the Deep is a big kit. Uh, I think it's like seventy nine bucks. Uh, but it comes 64 with sixty four on the web. Sixty four. There you go. Yeah. Sixty four. Six yeah. But the yeah, the additional is, rules that come with it. The, the pamphlet that'll come with it really really expands those monsters into the game. And since you already have, you said, uh, like 40 ships? Yeah. I'm sure there's a few you're willing to sacrifice or we'll get you a few. That way you can show the oh, shipwreck. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. That's yeah I'd love to see yeah, that on tables. Beautiful kit. Yeah, and I gotta... I, I look at this, and, and when I see it, I just think, all right, I got to get Michael. I got to get Michael to help me out with this because, you know, I guess I have fun painting the ships, and it's you know it's pretty simple, um, you know, and I like to play with the details. But this right here, I mean, to get them to look the way I would want them to look, I, clearly I need to bring an airbrush into, into my game. I've got one. I've got a nice uh, Patriot, but I, I, I am not good at it. I've just got to play with it. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. That might be all you airbrush. Need. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Boom. pretty excited that uh, Badger and Reaper are releasing the Reaper, uh, a, a, a special airbrush called the Reaper Vex. Um, they've been working with a few painters, including um, Aaron Lovejoy from Miniature Monthly. He's uh, helped him design it, and his goal was to get rid of a have just one airbrush so he doesn't need a Patriot and a Sotar right. and have it be easy to clean. Um, and they made it, or he was showing it off a few times. Um, uh, he's been talking it up. I got to use it once and it was, seemed good to me. We'll probably be buying it. Wow, that's cool. But he, uh, he said, you don't need to change the nozzle when you go between needle sizes, uh, whether it's, um, the really detailed one or the, the the needle that comes standard in a Patriot, which is a 0.5 millimeter. Hmm. Um, and it, he's <laughs> bragging about how long he leaves it uncleaned when it still works. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, it drives me crazy to see like someone say, oh, I left paint in it for three days. Oh. Ah. Don't. <laughs> how could you? <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. I know we grew up in a body shop, so we spent tons of time cleaning like primer guns and paint guns. I don't know how much thinner I absorbed into my skin, <laughs> but <Right. laughs> I can't imagine leaving all that paint in those tiny little air guns. Enough. Oh, yeah. With the automotive paint. <laughs> automotive paint's probably worse because like, that stuff's oh, designed yeah. to stick on metal, right? So it's not like. Yeah. <laughs> some of it's like it'll just soften up later. Some, some of it's catalyzed, so yeah. Once it cures, it's plastic. Yeah. Oh, so wait, yeah. I can't use my big automotive airbrush to paint my miniatures. You can do whatever the hell you oh, want. Oh man, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's my problem. Uh, there's only one way to paint them. If you break the rules, the painting police come to your house and take your minis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Michael. I think we gotta we gotta get on a on a on a zoom or something like that and kind of walk through some steps with the airbrush because i just i need some help yeah i'd be happy to share what i know uh, get get you off to a good start because i think like there's just some easy traps to fall in when you're first uh first starting out and it just makes it frustrating 
like any new technique, if you get frustrated early on, I'm just going to put this down. I'm not going to learn how to ride a scooter. I know how to ride a bike. It's faster. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where I'm at, right? Is like I can base paint faster than I can airbrush. And so I just, I don't pick it up. Yeah, but you got just just to use it and get used to it and learn it. I see so many people online asking in all the different painting groups asking like, oh, I found this, you know, $15 airbrush. Should I... <laughs> should, should I get this so I can learn how and then later get a good one? And I always tell them, no. When you when you buy that $15 airbrush, it's going to piss you off and you're not going to learn to use it. And that'll be the end of it. You know, buy, buy a good one or a decent one. Make the commitment and then you will learn how to use it and you will get good at it. and You'll be happy. Yeah, that's what you told me. That's why I bought the Patriot. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you sell them on uh, on your site, Alan. I, I do not. No, no. I, I I I technically have an account set up with Badger, and I can. I just I I don't think. I, I might change my opinion on this at some point, but I at one time I didn't think there was enough demand. You know, I I think it's better just to assume that most people have one, and then just sell paint and things like that. But yeah, at at some point I might like the one that uh, Michael was just talking about. That one that's kind of the, you know, the, the airbrush for all uses, that might be something worth carrying because it's specifically designed for, for miniatures painters. And it's the, you know, you buy this one in your set. Because when you get into selling airbrushes, like if I wanted to sell a Badger line, it's 15 to 20 different airbrushes, 15 to 20 accessories <laughs> for each one, you know, needles and mm-hmm. tips. And, you know, it, it gets to be a whole thing. But if I could carry just a couple of airbrushes with a couple of spare parts, that might be a good way to do it. Yeah, that, it's interesting how that skew count goes up. You go, I want, I want yeah. a Patriot. Now here's these four, <laughs> four support kits that go with it. Exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> it goes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So different. What is it? Different flavors. Different folks. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Everyone likes it. Yeah. I got three airbrushes on my workbench, and uh, a few that a few that aren't on the workbench. Every, whatever. So anybody uh, anybody play any games lately during the apocalypse? Yeah, we were playing not. Judge Dredd. Oh, we don't. Does anyone hear. play Judge Dredd? We don't want to hear about Judd. <laughs> Judge Dredd was fun. Is it? Yeah, Judge Red was really fun. I, I painted up the miniatures. The miniatures of the war, the uh, new Warlord resin. Uh-huh. I didn't put any primer on them, and that paint oh has with, withstood um, trips to let's see, Reno, Vegas, uh, hmm. Salt Lake City, and LA. Not one chip, not one bend, not one crack. Oh. I loved it, but nice. I hadn't played the game. I had it. And then during this pandemic, we sat down and we started playing the game. You can run it by yourself. There's solo missions in there. It is. It's fun. I know it's not a Warlord uh, or Judge Dread podcast, but you should try it. <laughs> it's all good. It's one of those. Yeah, you just kick back with a couple beers and you're awesome. Well, you can be a judge. You can be uh, one of the gang members. I like being the fatties. Uh, well, you're good at it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Not anymore. He's lost 30 pounds. Oh, that's right. Right. Okay. And I'm still fat. Thanks, Joe, Mike. Thanks for throwing that in. Mike was trying to help me out, but I'm still fatty over here. <laughs> yeah. hey, if, you, if you're at 170, if you're at 170, you're doing better than me. No, I'm not at 170. Oh, okay. That's where I'm going to be. Oh, okay. I'm dreaming of 170. Okay. It's still quite yeah, a ways. So am I. <laughs> yeah. I think that's also that. my target weight. <laughs> I get that. I've never. I, I think I was ten the last time I was one seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the, the I, sculpts on these are they're pretty. They're very very well done. I'm not a a Judge Dread fan or anything, but I'm I'm looking through the website right now. That's some good looking models. Oh man, you know we have like sixteen games, uh, and I think we keep putting out new games. One. We're probably uh, getting fantastic rule sets from people, making deals here and there. But the big thing, I love, I love the way these things paint up. I'm absolutely loving my Warlord Games resin stuff. At first, you know, when you pick up a box, it doesn't have that much weight. So you're like, hmm, what am I getting in here? You know, as a consumer, I feel that. And when I hear uh, my customers telling me, you know, this box has a lot of weight. I like this. But when you open up these Blood Red Skies resin planes or the Judge Dredd figures, the SPQR figures, man, I love it. I absolutely love painting without having it to prime. And then it just holds the paint and the detail is fantastic. More of our, um, are you guys into Napoleonic at all? No. No? I just, I, you guys I, never I'm got shocked. into like, you are you are committing cardinal sins about miniature painting i I can't tell you how many times i said you've got to clean them you've got to prime them don't touch i wash them i don't i don't prime them anymore not the resin ones i think Uh, i think the warlord resin has an almost sort of porous surface or some kind of it's it's not glossy it's not a shiny surface. It really does take the paint well. I, I haven't done any without, I haven't done any period, but I've heard a lot of people say that the, the, the primering is definitely optional with those. Interesting. Yeah. It's completely optional for me. If you guys haven't tried it, I'll set up an order. Maybe that's something we can talk about the next time. Yeah. Like How it took the paint without primary. I'm more than willing to send you guys out some product. Uh, do you guys like Blood Red Skies at all? I love the game. I think it's neat. I had fun with the but, demo game I played with you. That's my experience. But you guys haven't painted anything, right? No. Not from that. Can Can I, uh, I guess, offer up a challenge? Yeah. Okay. There's four of us. So if you go online, pick a squadron, and I'll send it out to you. Send me your address and everything. I'll get it out to you the next time we talk. Let's see if we can have those painted up. Some of them are metal. Some of them are plastic. Some of them are resin. Uh, It's up to you. But the resin ones are really what I want you guys to try. So just check it out, guys. I love painting on this resin. And I'm not a miniatures guy. You all know that. You know, I do sell them. I play them now, but. I'm not from the old school. I'm from like five years ago and really got into it like three years ago and have been hammering it out. But this resin, I know it's been an issue with uh, other game companies before. 
I don't know if it worked out, but they don't do it anymore. And now we do. But, man, I, I absolutely love it. And I have to. So let, you know, I have to try these things out. So I'm more than willing to let you guys try this stuff out. And if you like it, let me know. How do we know which ones are resin? Uh, it'll say resin on the type. So uh, some of the ones, the new releases that we're putting out are all resin. Uh, yeah, on the Warlord site, um, it usually says. The other thing I wanted yeah. to ask is, is and maybe I've I've missed it, but the the new website, I'm I'm really really like it one, but the thing that that's awesome for me is that zoom in feature now because before you'd look at something and it was like it wasn't much bigger than the original screen, right? The original <laughs> picture, but now with the zoom in, we get we can get really up close and, and see, you know, I was just looking at the judge dread stuff and I'm like, wait, I can double click on this and it gets bigger. Oh, I'm all in. Like, this is awesome. So I don't know when oh, that yeah. happens, but thanks by the way. <laughs> I think, the you new, know, I love this new, new website. I think the new warlord website uses the same software that my store uses. I think it's very, very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, Probably. Crazy. I don't know, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's I, nice. I love it so much better. I remember, I mean, I've been here now with the company for five years. Uh, I remember our old website. I remember the one before this. I remember the old ordering system. So everything's getting better. Yeah. This new warehouse is, is just going to be so much better as well. I don't know, man. There's so much happening. I want to keep doing this podcast. Uh, as I get news, I'll give you guys news. You know, right on. But I, I definitely want to keep this up. Uh, I'm looking at the resin boxes right now, guys. Um, are you guys interested in Soviets, Japanese, or actually Soviets, American, or German, British, American, American, or German? Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. And so I'm, for I, the I American, Japanese Army, so that's good for me. Uh, the Americans, I have a P-40 Warhawk Squadron available in resin, a P-47 Thunderbolt Squadron available in resin. Any takers? Yeah, any of those, yeah. No matter. Yeah. Well, we're, um, we're at an hour yeah. now. Uh, we're at an hour now with this podcast, which we don't have any time limit, but uh, we'll get a, I got a couple of more things I want to get to here. So we'll talk about this, this Blood Red Skies resin airplane painting challenge thing we'll do that offline but uh anybody else playing any games lately chris you're probably too busy with work yeah work is crazy right now yeah i've been i've been playing uh we have a sunday game here with just a couple of guys all all of us work either from home or work alone so it's reasonably covid safe we've been playing every sunday but uh, last Sunday, we tried something completely new that I've never tried before, and that was bolt-action tank war in 6-millimeter scale. And holy <clears throat> shit, it was awesome. It was really, really fun. We, uh, we, we used uh, the tank war rules, which is just bolt-action allowing you to have a bunch of tanks instead of one per platoon or two, yeah. two per platoon. We had... Uh, we had 4,500 points per side. It was a huge game with these tiny little oh. miniatures. And the only, we only changed two things in the rules. We, instead of using inches, we used centimeters. 
and uh, and we yeah. th we threw out the uh, turret jam rule because we all think it sucks. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, it was just straight bolt action. Every single vehicle had its own uh, order die. Um, there's one command vehicle per platoon, which can do pretty much what an officer can do, except it can't do snap to. It, it basically gives the other units a plus one on on order checks if they're within a certain range of, of the rest of them. And we just played 20, approximately 23 vehicles per side. And we played about seven turns in about three hours. And holy crap, like I said, it was so much fun. And I, I had no idea how it was going to go. Looking at all the vehicles and, you know, 4,500 points in bolt action is a lot of points. Um, so I thought, okay, so turn one's going to take like six hours, right? It, it, it moved pretty fast. And uh, I just can't recommend it enough. I don't know that I would play Tank War in 28 millimeter because three or four tanks is going to be a huge board. Um, but playing it the way we did, yeah, it was it was just really good. We're going to do that again. So, wow, oh, no, yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Six mil. Yeah, it was really, really cool. So, so the only change you had to make was uh, replace inches with centimeters? That's it, that's it, and then just play on. Wow. What yeah. a great rule set, then. Yeah, exactly. It was good. And like I said, we got rid of the turret jam, because I figured once a tank gets turret jam, it it's pretty much useless in the game, um, you know, unless the vehicle just happens to be pointing at a target, which is very yeah. rare. <laughs> However, I no did discover, I, I, ran some, I ran some stugs or stugs, whatever you want to call it, and they they have turret jam all the time because they don't have a turret. It's right. a, you know it's an assault gun, so mm -hmm. every every time they fired, it had to be on an advance, even if it advance only meant turn a little. Huh. So that was something I learned about running stugs, that uh, they, they have a distinct that. disadvantage there that they can't turn their turret. But uh, we're going to do it again, and we're going to bring in infantry next time, probably like anti tank teams, maybe mortar teams maybe a few artillery pieces and, you know, just kind of expand on it. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's worth bringing in just like regular infantry because they can't do anything against a tank and it'll just be infantry fighting infantry while the tanks are also fighting. So we shall see. That sounds kind of fun. But that it, might be like a six hour game, but it could, it could be, yes, very, it could very well be. And it could be another one of those situations where, like, if you get two infantry squads coming up against each other, maybe you move to another table and play it out in 28 millimeter. Wow. Who, huh. who knows? That could That's be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that... That uh, sounds really... What gave you that that idea to run it in 6 mil? Um, the fact that if we played it in 28, you know, like I said, you'd, you'd have three or four tanks on the table, and the, and the table still wouldn't be big enough, probably. I just I just wanted to play a game with a lot of tanks. You ever played on the floor? <laughs> that's, none, that's none of your business. <laughs> that's why I fucking hey, love you. At, at his age, if he played on the floor, he'd never get back up. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go in this direction. I was going to say, I oh, man, that's you know, I've never played on the floor. Yeah, I've, I've always had a gaming table or a bed. Yeah. So. We played Blood Red Skies on the floor at my house uh -huh. because we had tons, tons of different planes. 
Right. Right. And you don't even have to paint them. So there's some box sets that'll come out and me and my son were playing over here in my living room. So it's a 20 by 20 space. I moved my couches and I mean, we're playing like 32 planes out there for Leopard's oh, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's... But I can see your game. I, I can totally see, you know, playing tank war on the floor, especially yeah. with what, 23 aside. Yeah. Oh man, we did That's a cool. we did a four foot by six foot uh, table um, using a, a cigar box battle mat and a whole shitload of my buildings. Ooh, yeah, we wanted to break up the terrain a lot. Um, otherwise, it would just be a you know firefight across the table. So I wanted some tactics in there. But uh, oh yeah, it was it was it was really fun. It it kind of re-energized me. I mean, we've been playing bolt action every week, anyways. But it got me kind of excited about bolt action again because it's just just a slight twist on the game. It's kind of made it all new again. And you know, we didn't, none of us play tanks very often because you know it's an infantry game, right? So playing this really, we got to really brush up on our tank knowledge and how it works and how damage works and penetration versus the armor you know all that stuff that you forget because you haven't played a tank yeah. in six months now mm -hmm. we're you know we're up on that now that's for sure cool. wow so it was cool how um, did that compare you used to play six millimeter micro armor right yeah um as a matter of fact so, I, was, I was going to uh, i was going to tangent out to that but this um Glad I could interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You've forced me into that direction. I wanted, I wanted to say, and I wanted this to be a special emotional moment. Um, 41 years ago, I think it was 41 years ago, 40 or 41 years ago, the very first miniatures war game I ever played was World War II Micro Armor using a set of rules called Tractics. Um, so this game we played last Sunday was was kind of um, I'm having trouble with words. I mean it was a special it was a special occasion because nostalgic. It was nostalgic. It was it's the first time since then that I've played World War II micro armor. So it's like it's kind of this whole full circle kind of bullshit thing. Like mm. that game I played 41 years ago in my friend's backyard on a sand table. No, we didn't play on the ground. We had a table. Um, <laughs> that started me on this fucking path. You know, now I'm a big shot in the industry. I own a manufacturing company. I'm, you know, I send game stuff all over the world every day. And it, all, and it really did all start with one game of World War II Micro Armor. 40, that is cool. You know, and it was just kind of cool to think about that while I was playing this game. I was like... Up up until a couple of weeks ago, I didn't own any World War II micro armor because I'm, I'm so much into the modern stuff. So I so I got some from the store and painted them and and it, yeah, it all came back and it was just really it was really kind of cool. That sounds cool. So that's our special special in the game room moment for this podcast. Man, it sounds like a coffee table book, like <laughs> my life in miniatures. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It does. It went full. Like, it went beautiful. full circle. I'm done now. I can die. It's all good. <laughs> Hope you stick around a little longer. But well, game, GameCraft miniatures will be GameCraft miniatures will be moving back to California. Yeah, to Chris's <laughs> house. Yeah. <laughs> I heard yeah. that the social media uh, 
office moved out that way. It did. It did. Yeah. We have Gamecraft Miniatures has five employees now, including me. And that's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Congratulations. Chris, uh, Chris is our social media guru dude now. Uh, full time. I expect 10 hours a day. Yep. <laughs> nice. Wow. Uh, so Not even a work. half day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, big news there. Um, while I'm on big news for GameCraft, this is not big news, but it is news. Um, I wanted to let any of the GameCraft customers out there know GameCraft Miniatures has a new phone number. And the reason for that is that this new phone number can accept SMS messages. So, yeah, big secret. It's a cell phone. Um, we're getting rid of our landline because... Every time somebody calls me and they have a problem with something, I always tell them, take a picture of it and email it to me. Well, shit, if we if you could text it would just, you know, we could save a step. So so now we have a cell phone for the for the company, so you can text us, you can call us. I'll have it with me almost no matter where I am, but not everywhere. Um, so I'll be able to give better phone support to the customers. As it is now, we have a phone in the shop. And when the lasers are running and the exhaust fans are running and the compressors are running, I can't answer the phone. There's no point. And then when I'm, you know, when I'm in the house, there's an extension. But if I'm not working, sometimes I do uh, have to admit, sometimes I ignore it because I need my time off too. So having a phone has been virtually worthless to us. So now this solves the problem. And for anybody that cares, the number is, what is that? Um, oh, <laughs> Chris is texting me in the middle of a podcast. What an asshole. The phone number is 865-466-8362, and you can call or text that number. So there's uh, there's the, the commercial portion of this podcast. But that's, um, that's something I've been thinking about for a long time. When I was back in California, I was trying to find out if there was some software solution where I could get SMS messages to my desktop um, and finally, I was just like, what am I doing? I just buy a phone and be done with it. And uh, so I finally did. And that's uh, going forward. We'll have better telephone support, where in the past we've had virtually non-existent telephone support. So, so that should get better. Um, Congratulations. I already mentioned the Juggernaut podcast. I had a note here to say just listen to it. It's hilarious. Language warning. I think we got that out earlier. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome podcast. It's, it is really good. Uh, so we're an hour and 15 into this. Anybody got anything else that I've forgotten to cover or they just want to add or anything, anything, anything? Bueller? Bueller? Oh, man. I want to say for everyone listening, thank you very much again for supporting your local game shop, your local online store, uh, your best friend's garage. Whatever. Thank yeah. you for paying, for playing, for keeping everything and everyone going right now. Really, this industry, I've seen a little bit of a dip, but, uh, you know, I, I really do appreciate it. And I want to make sure that we're showing the community our love. So I appreciate you guys, too. Thank you very much for inviting me again. Right on, man. Um, I want to really I, I, I <laughs> make a quick shout out to the guys at Snafu snafu podcast um that's another one if you guys don't listen to you should if you're a bolt action player otherwise you probably won't want to but uh i've been working with them over the years sponsoring events and providing 
things back and forth. They're just really great guys, and they sent me a kind of a special gift in the last week or so, one of their Snafu podcast dice bags full of Snafu dice, and that was really cool. And we, we used them Sunday, and my buddy David was rolling almost all sixes, and he's like, I love these Snafu dice. I need to get some. <laughs> so, so, so shout out to the boys at Snafu. Thanks a lot for the gift. That was really very nice. Yeah, that's, that's a Way good group go. of guys. Gallon said it's 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 a neat podcast. Um, they really ferret out the rules. Uh, you know, they even pick a book to go through. You know, in almost every single one of their episodes, they're picking a book or they're going through specific rules. It's 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 really neat. It's very educational and fun. The guys are funny. They're like I said, they're informative, and they're just neat dudes. Yeah. And they've managed to keep it up for a little over 50 episodes. They're going to catch up with us. We're on 58 right now, and I think they're on wow. 50 or 51. So we we got to get back on a better schedule. I do not want them passing us. <laughs> no, you got to stay on top of it. <laughs> well, now you just started the competition. You got it. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything, oh. anything else? I wanted to to let you know, I got a buddy who does, a, it's not a podcast, but he's just spreading the word out there about SPQR, Hail Caesar, Black Powder, Blood Red Skies on Victorum Gaming. Check him out. Maybe you guys can share the link, but uh, it's really informative. If you don't know anything about SPQR, Hail Caesar, Black Powder, you do want some of that info, well, is it, you can go there. Is it like a YouTube channel or? Yep, a it's a YouTube channel. Okay. It's called victorum gaming victorum good gaming. guy his name's chris okay. yeah all right yeah Everybody good friend there. of mine check but... that out and... for sure okay all right we done right. guys i think we're That's thank it, you Emiliano. really appreciate it michael always always good to have you on but i, I appreciate it oh, thank you for letting me be a part of this i really appreciate how much this show uh, brings our community together i like talking to all of you if, if nothing else, just our little community of four. Yep. <laughs> it's all you know, good. Sometimes yeah, that's, cool. that's, what, that's what starts it. And, yep. you know, Emiliano's taking those good ideas about how we connect, and he's building a convention in Phoenix. And with all those demo games there, there's going to be those more connections. And, you know, us four start something, and it spreads, and it's going to be good. We're going to have more friends in the hobby. Ooh, right there on. you go. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, with that, I think we'll uh, call it a day here. And everybody out there in podcast land, keep on gaming. <laughs>